Welcome to Her Take, a podcast by three friends sharing their take on just about anything. I'm Jackie. I'm Jen. And I'm Kira. Thanks for joining us. Let's get into it. Welcome back to Her Take. Jackie here. Hope you're all having a good week. Um, It's definitely been a difficult few weeks, so you're all in our thoughts, and we hope that everyone is doing okay. Um, I think later in the episode, I mean, I feel like we've been doing a mental health check for the last month, but I think we're going to talk a little more in depth about how we're feeling and and how we're sort of coping with everything that's going on. But um, we hope that, you know, we're all able to find the, you know, the positives in this situation and and just hope that you're all doing the best that you can. Um, So, yeah, and uh, just wanted to remind you as well, feel free to reach out to us on Instagram and Twitter. We're at HerTakePodcast on Instagram. Is that our Instagram handle? And HerTakePod on Twitter. I always get them mixed up. So I think with that, I um, will let Jen uh, tell us how our week has been. Hey, everybody. It's Jen here. Um, so yeah, like Jackie said, um, you know, it's been a, a difficult past few weeks, but we're all kind of trying to push through and we'll have a longer discussion about everything later. Um, yeah, so anyway... This week, I want to focus on some good news. So I had my one-on-one with my manager this week, and I got a raise, which I wasn't expecting, and especially in this time, was not expecting this at all, and he was apologizing that it wasn't more. I mean, it wasn't like a substantial raise, but obviously, a raise is a raise, and I was very grateful, totally unexpected, especially since I've been at the job for less than a year. I feel like that's just not really to normal. And it was like an out of cycle race. So essentially what that means is it's not race season. So (laughs) I just kind of got one as an exception, which means that they had to go through some hoops to give it to me, which is really great. It made me feel really good. Um, It made me feel really grateful for the job that I have. And I was reflecting a little bit on everything else in my life that I've just been really grateful for recently. Um, Obviously, my health and my family's health, my friend's health, um, just my family and friends in general for being there for me. Of course, my job, which has been really great to me since all of this has been going on. Um, I'm living at home, not paying rent, not really spending that much money either, So just feeling very grateful for everything right now because I know that this could be a tough time for a lot of people. Um, You know, people are getting laid off and furloughed and it's just kind of a weird, uncertain time right now. So I'm just feeling extra grateful this week for everything that I have. Um, But in addition, I also was sort of stressed this week. I might have mentioned this on the pod last week. I can't remember now, but... My company told us we have to take five days vacation before the end of the quarter, which is June 30th. So not a lot of time and yet a lot of vacation to take off. And I have about 18 vacation days in a year. I've already taken two. So now to take an additional five days, especially when I'm not going anywhere. um, I don't know. I was just kind of stressed and a little, quite frankly, annoyed about it. Um, I wish there was more flexibility and just feeling like we're not sure how the rest of the year is going to pan out is tough to have to tell your employees to take a certain amount of time off. You know, I'm hopeful that by the end of this year, I'll still be able to move into the city. So looking to take some time off around there. I usually go on vacation with my family in August. I mean, none of these things are certain anymore. So I don't know. I was just stressed trying to plan the rest of my year out around having to take so much vacation time between now and then. But again, I have to just be grateful that um, my company is recognizing how this is a tough time and they're allowing us to take vacation. I mean, I think 
I think there's some ulterior motives here where they don't want everybody taking vacation all at once um, once we all go back to work, which is fair, but I don't know. It's just first world problems and I shouldn't really even be complaining, but it did kind of stress me out this week trying to figure that all out. So um, that was one thing. I've also, this week at work, was a little less busy than the past few weeks have been, which was nice, um, but I've also had been feeling a little unmotivated and a little unproductive at work. I felt like I wasn't really getting that much done, and yet, you know, on Friday, I did get everything done that I needed to get done, but I didn't feel productive at all, so that was a little tough for me to deal with. Um And in relation to kind of what the rest of this podcast today is going to be about, and Jackie, Kira, feel free to chime in, Um, I feel like this week has been especially hitting my friends hard, and a lot of people, I feel like it's really just starting to hit them that we've been in quarantine for about five weeks now. They're not going to see their friends for probably another five weeks, so I think people are just kind of dealing with all that now more so than ever. And what's been difficult for me is I have not been doing well since all this has been going on. I mean, I I recognize that nobody is doing particularly well either. Um, I'm definitely just a very extroverted person. I like doing things all the time. I enjoy going into work and being in the office. So being stuck at home has been difficult for me, and I feel like I'm overthinking more than I ever have, so that definitely doesn't help. Um, But what's been tough is this week, I feel like my friends who maybe haven't been doing as well have been telling me they're not doing as well, and I don't, A, I don't really know how to help them because I don't have the answers. It doesn't seem like we're getting out of quarantine anytime soon. And unfortunately, I just feel like it's one of those things where maybe we're all just going to suffer for another month or so, however long this lasts, and we'll all be happy again once we can go out. Um, You know, I don't have the answers, but I've also been struggling because I feel like because I'm not doing well, I'm not in a good place to help other people with their mental health. Um, So it's making me feel like a bad friend. And I don't know how you guys deal with this um, when you maybe aren't doing so well yourself and then people around you aren't doing well and you feel like you should help them in some way, but you're not really doing well either. So I I don't know. I've been kind of struggling with that this week. There was that meme that came out probably about a year ago now where it's like this text that you could send to someone and it's like, hey, I'm so glad you reached out. I'm actually at capacity helping someone else who's in a crisis, dealing with some personal stuff right now. I don't think I can hold appropriate space for you. Can we connect later? Or do you have someone else you could reach out to? Like that really funny text that you could send to someone. Um, And it's a funny meme, but literally that's how I'm feeling right now. I just feel like I am dealing with myself and I'm unable to really deal with anyone else's issues right now. So I don't know. It makes me feel like a bad friend. I'm rambling. So feel free to chime in with your guys' thoughts. I I don't think there's a right answer to this. It's just kind of a tough spot. Yeah, I I mean, I think that that's totally valid. I think it's it's hard to offer words of comfort and words of advice when we're even though everyone's situation is a little bit different, we're all sort of dealing we're all living under the same circumstances. Um, and so it's hard to offer words of comfort when you don't, well, like when you're, I don't, it's like, I I can't offer you anything because I don't know when this is going to be over. I don't know when we can go back to work. I don't know when people will have jobs again. I don't know when people, when there will be a vaccine. Like there's just lots of things and that, that can make it hard to offer that, those kinds of words. I mean, I think the only thing that you can do or not the only thing you can do, but I think something that you can just do is just to be, just like to listen, I think, is like, you know, when people, um, you know, want to come to you and and sort of have these struggles and say like, look, I don't really know 
I don't have an I don't have answers for you. I don't have answers for myself, but I can listen. And I think that's something that like you can still do. And like you can just like let people know like up front, like, look, like I don't know what's gonna happen. <laughs> Anything I say may not be of comfort to you. But if you just want to vent, like I'll listen. And I think that's something that, you know, you can still offer people. Um, because it's hard. But it's I mean it's hard too though, because I don't like I don't even like saying my own fears out loud because then it just yeah. makes them real. So I just keep them to myself. So I, I get that. I'm the same way. And I I feel like part of me feels – I'm trying to articulate this well, so sorry about that. But part of me feels like I'm not doing well, but I'm also not going around and telling everybody that I'm not doing well. And some of my friends are going around and telling everybody that they're not doing well. And that's fine. And everybody deals with it differently. But it it's almost like even just telling me that you're not doing well makes me not do well more, if that makes sense. Like feeling like my friends aren't doing well has an effect on me emotionally, because I don't want them to feel that way. But I'm also not doing well myself. So it's like, I don't know, I'm not articulating this well. But um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that. But essentially, I I feel like I don't want to burden other people, which is why I'm not screaming to the world like, hey, I'm depressed basically right now Um, because I don't want people to worry about me. And so I'm just kind of dealing with it myself. Whereas I feel like some of my friends, for example, one of my friends is very anxious and I feel like every day she just keeps telling me how anxious she is. And I feel like I can't tell her anything to help her with her anxiety. And Part of me almost, and this is going to sound bad, it's like I almost don't want to hear about it because then it makes me more upset and makes me feel more like I can't do anything. It makes me makes me more upset when I'm already not doing well. I don't know if that makes sense. But that's a bad thing to say. You know what I mean? So then I feel like a bad friend. So it's just this bad cycle. I don't well, know. I, I think that it's not your responsibility to fix anybody. So if someone is going through something um, more serious, then that is for a doctor or somebody else. Um, I think it's fine to, like, I personally, if I have something that I'm upset about or uh, annoyed about, I will tell multiple friends and you know, because you'll get something different from each friend. Mm -hmm. And maybe depending on what it is, like somebody will say something to me that really helps or somebody else will say something that doesn't really help. Um, And that's just kind of how I feel like me and my friends do things. Like it's pretty equal in how much we unload on each other. At least that's how I feel. Mm -hmm. Um, So when they're going through something and they share it with me, I don't necessarily think again, this is just for me personally, that when I am upset about something and I tell somebody, I'm not always necessarily looking for answers. I just think, so I don't think like you have to have answers, but like Jackie said, just being somebody that someone can vent to and talk through it is helpful. And I think that's kind of what friendship is about. I don't think you have to solve anything or heal anybody or make them feel better. I don't think that's your job or responsibility. And if anybody makes you feel that way, I don't think that that's truly what a friendship should be. It should just be like supportive, um, a shoulder to cry on, as they say, just somebody that you can talk through things with. Um, I mean, sometimes I get anxious if I feel like my friends, we've been having the same conversation about something bothering them and I still don't have any answers to solve it. But, you know, you just have to remind yourself it's not your job to solve what they're going through. It's just your job to be um, someone who will listen to them. Yeah, I think that's really good advice. And I definitely feel that way too, where if I'm going through something and I open up to someone, I'm not always looking for advice. Sometimes I just want somebody to just listen to my inner monologue, you know? So I think that's good advice. I know Jackie said the same thing. Um, Yeah. Well, that's pretty much all I had for this week for my check-in. Sorry, this kind of turned into a longer conversation. So I will turn it over to Kira. All good. Well, congratulations on your raise. Oh, thank Um, you. And I think your five vacation days are truly a gift at this time. So I'm sorry that stressed you, but I think you should... um, yeah, just be thankful for the gift. Um, 
for me, I'm not in the best mood. I'm going to be real. I've already cried today. I'm a little like on edge. I think just something changed for me at the start of this week. Um, I think overall in this time I was doing pretty well. Like it definitely took an adjustment period, but the past few weeks I've just felt pretty fine in comparison to everything going on. And then Monday, just something shifted. I just felt like something was different. Um, I was just more frustrated and over it. Um, and then, yeah, this week my company laid off about 10% of the company. So I just am a bit emotional. I've cried a lot. Um, I just, I don't know why I'm so upset about it, but I'm just upset for everyone who has families to take care of and lost their job and feel guilty that I have my job and I don't have anybody but myself to take care of, which I know is not how the world works. We can't consider how many kids people have when we lay them off, but I just am very, I don't know. Yeah, I don't have that much to say because I'm just not feeling the positive vibes this week and I'm just sad, but that's the roller coaster of the time. There's going to be highs and lows and it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah, that's hard. I, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think that's, I mean, you, you know, you have compassion, you feel for people. So I, I mean, I think that's why you're upset. You know, it's not easy, even if you didn't, you know, I know that your company has like offices in different cities. So even if you don't know the people that got laid off, right. it's hard. And it's, it's, uh, I don't know. It's just, it really is. It's it's really it's almost just unbelievable to think about where we are right now. It's right. It's that's just truly. I think, how I, feel. I, think I think that's why. I... Like... Go ahead. Go sorry. ahead. You can finish your thought. Sorry. <laughs> no, I am. Um, no, I was just gonna add. Like you know, I mean to be honest, you know the economy was doing really well and things were like kind of a hot mess, but you know people had jobs, so right it it's just uh, i mean i i almost just don't have words to to think about where we are right now I th- yeah i think like my company was doing really well so well that they gave people bonuses um at the start of the year cuz things were yeah. going really well and it just seemed like it was a very obviously it wasn't very sudden fast cuz i have friends at other companies who have been furloughed or laid off already so like I'd heard about things happening, just it felt sudden for our company. And yeah, like you said, I think because people are like, oh, are you okay? Are you worried about your job? And it just occurred to me, like, I literally don't care about me. I, like, it doesn't matter. I'm young. Like, I just started. I just graduated. I literally only had to pay for my own food and rent right now. Like, I have no responsibility to anybody else. I was so upset because there are just so many people, so many other lives that are affected when you lay off one person. And again, like I said, I know this is not how the world works. This is not how you can make business decisions. But like you lay off one person and then that whole family is affected. It's just like a domino effect of people that are impacted by this. So I think I was just like getting carried away with, you know, all the things that are going wrong. Um, But yeah, it's just it. it, it, It's crazy. It's I can't even believe it's happening still. I think I just kind of was like, oh, things are getting better. Like, California is doing really well. Right. Um, And it's like, but it's not doing, like, it's just going to take so long to get back. And not even to normal, because I hope we don't go back to normal, but get back to a point where we're able to, and when I say I hope we don't go back to normal, I mean, like, the kind of aggressive, stressful lives we were living but get back to a point where we're able to be with other people without needing to monitor how far apart we stand and stuff like that. Um, it's just going to take a while until we get to that point. Yeah, I definitely feel so, like yeah. the state of the economy has shocked everybody because like we were saying, it was we were doing so well and then, you know, very suddenly um, coronavirus hits and then people are furloughing their employees and laying off people and it's it's crazy, quite honestly, um, you know, and I do genuinely feel like the government 
stepped in in a way that I kind of wasn't expecting them to with the stimulus checks. Um, Hopefully those people who have gotten laid off have gotten those checks to at least help them in the short term um, and are able to file for unemployment relatively quickly, although that's kind of a mess right now as well. Um, Yeah, I mean, I don't think anybody is reflecting on this with optimism right now, but something that I try to remember is once things kind of go back to quote-unquote normal, as normal as they could be, um, the economy will pick up again and people will be going to retailers and clients will start, you know, requesting projects again. So those people will hopefully get hired again once all that happens. Um, it just might take a while. So yeah, I, I sympathize with you, Kira, and definitely sympathize with everybody who has been affected by this. I, yeah, I'm, I'm not articulating my thoughts well this morning at all, (laughs) but yeah, it's just a tough time and we just have to be there for each other. Yeah. Yeah, that's really all we can do right now. I, um, well, I, I don't know, like, I don't want to, well, I might just like pivot into my check-in because it sort of like relates, but I, um, yeah, I mean, I've had like similar, um, stress about work and things like that this week. Fortunately, I'm not in a position where, um, like my company or the company I work for can operate, you know, um, for a while like that's if we make no more revenue right and like fortunately my job is is secure and I feel safe in that position and so and so sort of like what I've been thinking about this week is like I'm supposed to start school in the fall if there will be a school or online classes whatever and I was sort of talking to people about this like yesterday but I mean it just sort of now I'm just I'm concerned I'm stressed that is it irresponsible or is it um is it is it silly does it make sense to leave a full-time stable job to go back to school and spend money on school when the economy is so bad and I I mean I don't know like uh, right now like we all have our jobs but like I don't know what the next six months may bring and if I'm not working is that was I foolish to leave like I don't know so I'm like at a point now where I was about to email admissions to be like can I defer for a year my mom was like you should just like wait a second to see what they say about classes um but now I'm at a point where I'm considering delaying starting school for a year. I don't think that Fordham for the MBA program will let you start in the spring semester. So I'd have to just start in the fall, I believe. Um, but I'm, I'm now at that point where like, do I, should I just stay and like work for like another year? And it's not like what I want to do. I want to go back to school, but I don't know that it just makes sense to like, to do that. I don't know. So mm-hmm. I'm, that's something I'm thinking about and it, it might happen. Like it's, it, it, my thing is, is like, I would, I would probably, if I, if I'm able to defer, I would defer if they said that they're going to offer online classes because like, I bet you they're not going to charge me any less money to take online classes yeah. than I would to take in-person classes. So it's like, do I also want to spend all of that money just to take classes online and should I just wait a year? Like if I'm able to defer, if I'm able to defer and I've already gotten in and like that whole process is done, like I would be okay with that. And I like talk to my parents about it and like my parents are fine because like I've already been accepted. <laughs> so they're like, it's for, <coughs> you know, a good reason. There's a, you know, a legitimate point to you wanting to do that. And, and I don't know, it's just like something I'm thinking about. So I'm just kind of concerned about that and like not sure what I'm gonna do I don't want to put school off for another year because if I do that I'll be 27 when I graduate and I feel like that's like I feel like I'm I wouldn't worry about that yeah it just like when people go to grad school late all the time like people are married when they go to grad school you know that doesn't matter 
It's yeah. not, I guess it's not so much like, oh, 27, like, it's just, I think like, God, I'm 23 right now and I'll be 27 if I do this, like when it's all said and done, it just feels like I'm delaying things more, but it is what it is. I might, I might just do that because like, I don't know, I, I, I it's something that I, I almost emailed them last night just to say, hey, like, can I do this? Is deferment even an option? But I'm just going to wait and see what they, they say because like NYU, for example, canceled or is doing online summer classes. So schools are already like transitioning the summer to online classes, and I'm sure that they're gonna have to do the fall, at least in part online. I can't imagine that we'll actually do in-person fall classes. I really don't think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jackie, I, so, I, first of all, I just wanna say, I sympathize with your struggles. I would also be stressed if I were in your position. Um, I think my piece of advice would be to wait to see what they say about online classes. Um, yeah. I, you know, I don't think it hurts to email them to see if that's an option because I think that will obviously very heavily influence your decision. I don't think it's a bad idea to <clears throat> defer a year. I, you know, I'm only speaking from experiences with people in my office, but most of the people in my office who have gotten their MBAs were in their late 20s. So I actually feel like you're going to get your MBA pretty early in life. So I wouldn't worry about that aspect too much. Um, but I I would feel the same way, feeling like you're putting off something that you were looking forward to or a life milestone a year can be really frustrating. So um, yeah, I feel for you, but also like we've been saying, just very thankful for our jobs. I'm sure you'll be able to still work where you are for another year and it should be no problem. And if you go to Fordham a year later, you go to Fordham a year later and making sure that you get what you're paying for is, I think, more important in this instance. So if they're doing classes online in the fall, you know, personally, I don't think that's worth the investment because not only are you losing out on some valuable in-person education, but so much of grad school is networking. And I feel yeah. like like you just do that in person. You can't really replace that. So Yeah. I know. No, that's, that's exactly my No, that's exactly what I what I what I've been putting in my head. And I know that if I if I told that my company that I was staying, that they would like gladly have me. We were trying to hire a replacement for me and they didn't end up hiring anyone. And like, then my boss is like, I might just split your job between three people for now. Um, (coughs) So I know that there is like, I can stay no problem. I think that's like my thing. I'm like, oh, so I don't know. This is something that like might that truly may happen, which but then I, you know, I feel like I would just feel like I'd feel more relaxed almost if I stayed because then I'm like, mm-hmm. I know that I have an income that will be steady. You know what I mean? Like, there's just so many things yeah. that I'm just thinking about. It's like, if I stay, it's like, like, I know things will be okay, like, financially. Like, I don't know. It's just, like, mm-hmm. a lot. Ugh. I think I totally understand why you're stressed. But I think in this situation, like, you really cannot go wrong. Yeah. Um, either you're getting an extra year of work experience or you're going to grad school, which is never going to be... A bad idea to further your education um so i think if you just hold on to that like all this advice whatever do what what feels right for you at this time nobody could have predicted this like things are weird things are changing you know you can't plan for the future because you never know what's going to happen yeah. so you just have to do what feels right for you right now and whatever choice you make it's not wrong there's no wrong choice yeah Yeah, thanks, you guys. That made me feel a little bit better. Yeah, I think I will email them. I'll email them next week. I don't want to wait too late, but I also don't want to do anything too soon. You know what I mean? I don't know. Like, I don't know if there's like a... um, Because, I mean, it's almost May. Believe it or not, we're closer to May than than we are, you know, beginning of April. So it's kind of wild. Well, lots to consider. Lots, Lots of things to think about. I know we have a lot sort of like all going in our minds and I think this check-in this you know discussion that we're gonna have next is sort of an extension of our check-in but I mean I and you know we're talking about this all the time but I think dealing with you know with everything that's going on you know of course 
there is a concern about making sure our physical health is okay and making sure that we're taking proper precautions and doing the things that we can to stop the spread and and just to protect ourselves and our family and our friends and other people. Um, but I think something that is important as well as equally as important is just making sure that our mental health is okay. Um, and you know, it's hard to be, it's hard to be inside all the time and that can take a toll on you and it's hard not to be social. And sometimes, um, even if we consider ourselves to be more homebodies and we enjoy being at home and being, you know, with our families and things like that, it can be hard just to stay cooped up all the time. And I think loneliness is something that's real and something that sets in and it's something to, that is really important to talk about, um, and kind of like what I wanted to talk about with Kira and Jen was sort of how um, they've been sort of coping with these things, whether it's good or bad. Like, I'll just sort of start off and say that something that I've been dealing with is like, I, I'm a stress eater. I'm like an overeater by nature. I just have like an appetite and, and I'll and I'll eat till the point where like I practically make myself feel sick. Like I'll do that and like I'm like, yes, I'm not gonna stop eating. Like why would I do that? And so something that I've been <clears throat> dealing with being home and having nothing else to do besides like watch TV, try to work out, but fail as like eat. And so something that I've already put on five pounds. And like not to say that like look, like we're gonna put on weight and like it's fine there's nothing wrong with that but for me as just like me being like an overeater by nature and like me using food as like a coping mechanism like it can be kind of a problem and so like putting on that weight it can like spiral very quickly um and like become like a negative thing where like all I'm doing is eating because I just like can't stop myself um and so that's something that like I've been doing to cope and to pass the time and take make myself feel better is like cooking and eating and like that's not always a good thing food can be a comfort but it can also be comforting to 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 sort of mask those negative feelings that you're having so i don't know if anyone else wants to sort of discuss like how they've been dealing with like mental health challenges both in a positive or in a negative way um i so for me personally i think i was much worse before this um which is why at the beginning of this episode I said I actually felt like I was doing pretty well uh, during this quarantine time because um, in comparison the past like six months or so maybe more like the past year since my ACL surgery I just was not doing the best mentally and then it just kind of built up and was worse um, so yeah, the past few months, particularly 2020, the start of 2020, were the worst for me. I was pretty unhappy. Um, and like I said, like that's fine. I don't like to throw out certain words just because I think uh, people experience anxiety. Everybody experiences anxiety um, and depressive moments uh, in varying forms and intensities. And I just think that that's how it is. I, I don't think, I think maybe people overdiagnose or overthrow out those words sometimes. Um, and I just don't like to use them as much for myself, uh, just out of respect for people who might have more serious mental health issues. Um, so yeah, it was just, I was more unhappy then than I was during this time. And I think it's just because everybody else was in the same boat, honestly, not to be rude, but I'm just like, oh, like, you're all lonely now. It's not just me. Um, but the truth is everybody was lonely before this, too, but now it's just more communal loneliness. Um, so in terms of what I do that's good or bad, for me, I know um, if I'm already not feeling well and then I don't eat well and I don't work out, it just gets worse. Uh, because if I don't feel well physically, like you hinted at, emotionally and mentally, I will feel even worse. That's just like something I've noticed about myself. Um, but when you're not feeling well emotionally, mentally is when, for me at least, the physically would kind of drop off. Like if I'm stressed or not happy, I don't want to go to the gym. I don't want to eat well, whatever it may be. Um, so during this time, just been trying to 
definitely the working out thing has been hard because I just haven't been as much. Um, and that can be triggering for me food-wise with some of my food issues. I definitely find, like, I've gotten a lot better in the past few years, but when I am injured and I don't work out, um, I can be more inclined to not uh, keep my food at a place where it should be because I get stressed. Um, so that's just something I've been conscious of during this time is like making sure I'm eating good food that makes me feel good physically. Um, and even if I'm not moving and working out, I know I'm taking care of myself um, to the best of my ability. Um, and that's just something that I found is really important for my mental health is I have to eat foods that make me feel good um, because otherwise everything just falls apart. Yeah. Yeah, that's such a good point. I think making sure that our bodies are nourished, but like with things that are actually like good for it, <laughs> like believe it or not, like what you eat like impacts like how you feel. That's something that's so important. And I definitely I mean, I think that's like part of like, like what I was dealing with was like, I would eat I, I would eat pretty normal like during the daytime when I was working because like I'll have like oatmeal and I'm like writing emails and I'm doing things and then I'll have breakfast or I'll have lunch and <clears throat> it'll be like just something like like a, a normal portion size of whatever that was like mildly okay sometimes I had like mac and cheese and things like that for lunch but like that's what you do when you're home from work um or working from home, but I think at night, like, I would just, like, spiral, and I would have dinner, and then I'd be like, let me have, like, more dinner, and then I'd eat, like, junk food and ice cream and things like that, and so I wouldn't feel mm -hmm. good, and I'm like, wow, I wonder why I don't feel great, um, and then, like, for me, just, like, because I have, like, body issues, like, once I start to put on the weight, I, like, notice it immediately, and I'm like, oh, now I just mm -hmm. feel worse, because, like, I think I'm getting Same. fat, um, and so oh, that's it's so true like it really like you don't think so much about like how how you eat really affects how you feel but it's it's so true like and I think it's and and you know <clears throat> it's kind of like it's 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 just something to think about because like now that we're home we're we're <coughs> sorry oh my god I'm like kind of sick and I'm <coughs> I don't have coronavirus but I feel like I do um she just has a cold. Oh my God. <laughs> just have a She's cold. phlegmy. Yeah. Oh, I forgot to mention my mom got tested, but I think we're okay. <coughs> oh my God. Wait, guys. I've like got something in my throat. <coughs> well, I, I just want to jump in while you clear your yeah, throat. Yeah, do that. I just wanted to clarify something because um, I don't seem <coughs> to make it seem like I've mastered this. I super have not. I literally had two bowls of popcorn for dinner the other night and cried. Like, yeah. this Aww. is not something I have succeeded uh, yet or I don't think you necessarily ever totally achieve it like there are times where you're going to be good and bad um and I definitely am someone who gets into ruts and I get a little obsessive and if I'm like doing really well with exercise and eating well I'm very on track and obsessive about it and then when I fall off that bandwagon it's hard for me to get back onto it so it's just it's taken me years to realize this connection between food and feeling good physically and emotionally um, and so that is kind of a motivation for me to eat well because I do know how much it will impact how I feel emotionally um I think once you do realize that, it does help you kind of like, oh, like maybe I shouldn't eat an entire tub of ice cream tonight like we've all done because I won't feel great yeah. tomorrow. Yeah. Like it might feel good I, in the moment, but I'm not going to feel great for a while after. Yeah. So and, it's and just, I, again, be patient with yourself, but it's a journey. I think too, like what I've also realized in the past couple of days and, and weeks being home, it's like you can eat things that make you feel good mentally that like are comforting, but they don't have to make you feel like shit. Like, you know what I mean? Right. Like, right. Uh, like having like the, you can get similarly like the same like level of comfort that you get from eating like a bowl of mac and cheese 
from something else that's like less like fattening and like less full of like dairy or something like that like it doesn't have Mm -hmm. to be and I think that's like something that I've been thinking about like oh like I could eat like a poached egg and have like this gentle food that makes me feel good but I don't feel like crap after it you know what I mean like and that seems like very simple but it's like it's like it's hard it's hard when you have like eating struggles um and you're like and you're like a chronic overeater like I think that's something I don't always talk about that much but like I'm like an overeater and it's like a kind Mm -hmm. of a problem like I've always been like that's like why I've like I just like I can't sometimes I can't help myself and then I feel sick after and I'm like why did I do that like I knew that I wasn't hungry I wasn't hungry two hours ago but I've been eating I've been there it's just yeah it's uh Ugh, it's real, you guys. It's hard. I don't know. It's just, like, it's difficult. Yeah, the food thing has been weird for me, too, during this time. I mean, I'm also an overeater. I think it's just because when I was younger, I was so skinny and thin, and I'm Italian, and so my grandma was, like, thought I was literally a twig and would make me eat so much, and now, obviously, I don't have that body type anymore and still have those habits, so not great. I think for me, what's been tough is I had a more like scheduled routine of eating where I would have breakfast in the morning, lunch at noonish, dinner when I came home from work, maybe some snacks after, but like usually not. And now it's like that has just gone out the window. I mean, I wake up, I eat much later than I used to because I'm not waking up at 630 because I have no reason to because I'm not commuting. So because I'm eating later my breakfast... I don't have lunch around my Mm -hmm. normal time. So a lot of times I'm eating in between meetings or I'm forcing myself to eat around lunchtime because I have meetings and won't have time to eat then. So then I end up snacking instead of actually having like a full on lunch. So I've been getting these Mm -hmm. salads and I'm not even eating them because I'm like, oh, I'm not hungry enough for a full salad. I'll just have these Ritz crackers. And then I end up eating a whole sleeve of Ritz crackers, which is horrible. So I think that's what I've been struggling with lately is just not having a routine for eating, which is a weird thing to say, but it definitely helps. I miss my sweet green salads because those definitely gave me a lot of energy. I mean, I'm making salads at home, but they're just not as good. Um, Yeah, I think the food thing has been tough during this time. Um, I don't know. I, I don't view food necessarily as a way for me to cope with mental health. That's just me. Um, I definitely. I mean, yeah, like I eat a lot, like probably more than I should, but I don't necessarily think it has much to do with mental health for me. For me, it's I like being connected to other people. So what has helped me is trying to have FaceTime dates. And I've been watching uh, the Great British Baking Show with um, some of my friends on Netflix party. So those things is, that's what helps me get out of these ruts because I'm alone all day and I'm just working and I'm cooped up in the house. But for me, what makes me feel better is having that human connection. And that's just, I think, Mm -hmm. because I'm such an extrovert and that's where I got my energy from. So trying to maintain those connections, even though you're not seeing people in person is how I've been dealing with it or how I'm trying to deal with it. Um, And also sometimes I just need to sleep because if I'm alone with my thoughts and I can't be connected to other people, sometimes I'm like, I just need a nap so I can shut my brain off and not think so much and not get myself worked up. I feel like sleep is is such a cure for a lot of things. It's very underrated. I love sleep. (laughs) (laughs) It is underrated. Yeah, it's interesting because this week, one of my, uh, one of the things that I was feeling as I was like, oh, I'm kind of, something has changed, I'm over this, or I'm getting more frustrated with this situation, is the lack of human interaction. It did occur to me this week that I have not, besides the one time I went to the grocery store, I have not been close to another person in over a month, and I have not been touched by another person, like even just like a hug a hand hold by another person in over a month um and that was one of the reasons so I I think what you said about the human interaction is a huge thing and just making sure you're keeping up with your friends 
Um, I'm kind of worried I'm like not going to know how to interact with people when we go back. I'm going to be like, how do you talk to a human not through FaceTime? I think you're going to want to give everyone a hug. Doesn't matter who they are. I hope so. It's just, it's wild because I'm not the most like physically affectionate person ever. Um, So in general, it's like pretty fine. But then this week I was like, whoa. I just haven't seen another human in so long. But it right. it's like I have. Because like we were saying, like you talk to people that you haven't spoken to much in a long time. People that you don't normally FaceTime. You're FaceTiming. So in the beginning, it was almost like I feel so much more connected. And then this week, it was like, oh, actually, we're not. Because we're just talking through a screen. And I, even though it feels like I'm... Like I am keeping in touch. But it's just like not in person and that's just weird yeah Uh, no yeah that's that's totally that's so understandable that's um that's a big part you don't I guess you don't miss it until you can't have it or something like that like you don't realize like oh you don't know what you got till it's gone yeah oh ain't that the truth what's that song I have no idea it's definitely like a Ham Montana or I think it's Jonas Brothers cute a little bit longer nick jonas Mm. oh i don't know i don't know know what you got till it's gone yeah it's because i'm out of key but right that's That's it that's the only reason why um if you were in key Um, it'd be a whole different story Um, totally (coughs) i can't laugh because i just want to cough one more thing i was going to add is um what Jackie was saying about how different foods can be just as comforting as maybe the typical junk food. Um, I think also part of that is there's something to be said about cooking food for yourself that I think is very, it adds to the experience of eating the food, I think. Um, Like when you make something that's fun and yummy and put all that together and then it's delicious and feels good to eat, I think that whole experience can be really beneficial. And it doesn't have to be anything complicated, like you don't have to go all out and make something fancy, but I just think also like Jen was saying about the food routine, I also feel like I've been struggling with a food routine because I don't have to like prep my lunch ahead of time um, because I am home and can just make it when it's lunchtime. But then I feel like I don't have as much time to make my food because I don't want to take that much time away from my laptop. Um, So then it's like you grab things that are more snacky rather than making something that's more nourishing and filling. Um, So yeah, I just wanted to say I think that whole experience of properly prepping a meal uh, is part of the nourishing experience of food. Yeah. Yeah. Totally agree. I think there's a lot to to discuss with this and there's so many ways to sort of like try and cope with like whatever feelings you have, whether it's, I mean, I think we're all experiencing some level of loneliness or stress and anxiety related to work and just like your, your physical health and things like that. Um, I think it's just so important to try and find ways to cope with it in a healthy way, you know? Um, if that's like doing all those FaceTimes or finding something to occupy sort of your time to get your mind focused on something else besides just like everything like going on in the real world, you know, there's, you know, there's just, it's an important thing to, to think about, to see how you can try and make yourself, you know, feel a little bit better. It's like nothing can be solved with, you know, a comforting meal or, or sort of like different activities and things like that. There's just a lot going on, but I think it's important to try and find a way to sort of like deal with that in a, in a healthy way, in a positive way. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think this is like a really interesting discussion and I think it's like, we made a lot of good points. I don't mean to toot our own horns, but I think we did. So <laughs> thanks for leading us, Jackie. Yeah, of course.
think with that, it's time to sort of turn to some of our hot takes this week. I think Jen has a couple hot takes. So, uh, Jen, you want to kick us off? I will gladly kick us off. So, more Bachelor news this week. Found out that Victoria F. from Peter's season and Chris Souls, who's, he was The Bachelor many, many years ago. I want to say maybe seven years ago. Um, so I guess they're together right now at his place in Iowa. Um, first of all, just a really random couple. Don't really know how that happened. I'm sure either he slid into her DMs or she slid into his DMs. I feel like there's definitely got to be a significant age gap there. Um, but also... Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, also, more importantly... Does anyone else feel like nobody in Bachelor Nation is quarantining? Like, why is Victoria F., who lives in Virginia, going all the way to freaking Iowa to see this guy? I don't think they're dating. They might have been flirting, but you're really going to break quarantine to be with this guy right now? I just, I don't understand. I am really annoyed that all of Bachelor Nation seems to not be quarantining. Like, I know Hannah B. was with Tyler, with the quarantine crew, but even that, I'm like, why didn't you just go home to your family in Alabama that's not technically quarantining, and Peter's with Kelly, I don't know. I'm just, I'm annoyed at Bachelor Nation at the moment. Um, And also, another thing I want to add is I did watch Listen to Your Heart last week, and it it was eh. There is, um, there's this girl on the show, and when I was watching it, I'm like, she looks so familiar. And so I looked her up and realized that I had talked to her during Rush. She's two years younger than me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, so I talked to her during Rush, and I really liked her. And so I added her on social media, and I remember that she sang because she was always posting things about her singing. And I was like, oh, this girl's so cute. Like, she sings. I want her in my sorority. And then I don't think she joined a sorority and ended up transferring to Berkeley. And now she is on Listen to Your Heart. So very strange. So now I'm like a little invested in that. But I'm also, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to keep watching it. I guess I don't really have anything else better to do. Um, but I'm I'm definitely not a fan of the concept. Like I have no investment in the singing aspect of it. Like I only really care about the relationship aspect and Given that I don't know these people like you would on Bachelor in Paradise, I really don't feel invested. So, whatever, TBD. So, I actually watched, which I was not going to watch, but then my friend was like, oh, let's watch together virtually. So, then we were like, okay, let's just see if it's worth continuing to watch. I actually love the concept. You do? (laughs) It's American Idol and The Bachelor together. And I kind of love that. So I actually really like the singing and would like more singing. Um, But yeah, I mean, overall, the people on the show seem to, like, not understand The Bachelor. Like, they seem to have never really watched the show for the most part. So that's kind of interesting because I'm like, oh, I don't think they know how this works. Except for some people. Like, I feel like half the group is like, what is this? The other half is like... yeah. Yeah. Probably should have just gone on The Bachelor. Um, I think it just... So yeah, I was not going to watch, and then I was actually like, I'm kind of into this. Yeah. I just... I don't know. I personally am not into the singing aspect, and I feel like it makes it feel not very bachelory. So I think that's why mm-hmm. I don't enjoy it. Um, and, you know, it was only really the first episode, so there was very minimal drama. So maybe that's why I'm less invested. I don't know. I, I might give it another go. See how I enjoy it. I think you're in the majority. I think I saw the the viewership was pretty low. So I don't think a lot of people enjoyed it. Yeah. I, um, Except me. I was like, whoa, this is genius. I'm surprised it took them this long to put <laughs> yeah. this idea together. I, I mean, it doesn't like... bode well if the... Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I think overall I feel pretty indifferent to it. You know, I don't love it, mm-hmm. but I don't necessarily hate it. I might just watch it again because I'm not doing anything else. Um, Mm -hmm. We'll see. We'll see. I was just going to add, it doesn't bode well for the show if viewership is down and everyone's just home. (laughs) So, right? I saw something that, like, people, the second hour of the show was even lower. So, like, people left. Like, they tried to watch it and couldn't deal. So, they left. 
Um, yeah, I watched the whole thing. I enjoyed it. <laughs> Me and my friend were like, we're invested. We're going to keep watching. <laughs> uh-huh. You know? Yeah. It is what it is. Some of the people are really good singers. They are. They're very talented. One of the guys. So mm-hmm. it's great. Yeah. Um, my other hot take with this week was just um, they had the Disney sing-alongs this week. And I have not watched the full thing. I've only seen clips of it from various artists where people like Beyonce and Ariana Grande covered Disney songs. That was just cute. So if you have a chance, I would recommend checking that out because I think it'll just make you feel better this week. So that's all for me. Ariana Grande killed it. I mean, she always kills it. Say. She literally she, like, always really... kills it. I think that was the only, her and Beyonce were the only ones I watched. I don't really, I don't know who else did it. I don't, yeah. But Ariana Grande was amazing. She's just the best. What can I say? Okay. Well, um, Kira, do you have any uh, hot takes this week? I don't really. I solely watched uh, GBBO, Great British Bake Off, or Baking Show, whatever. Whatever you people want to call it these days. That's wrong. It's Bake Off. Yeah, it's Bake Off. so yeah, I was on my positive TV vibes, and that's all I really watched. So oh, good for you. It was nice. I slept better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I wish I had a hot day too, but unfortunately, um, I don't. So <laughs> I really tried to no. find some hot goss that I could talk about, but all I've been doing is watching uh, Kardashian rerun highlights or whatever they're called. So like, glad. Oh man. Top five great. Kim K out burst moments i don't know or top five fights and i'm like why am i watching this good question but i still i'm gonna keep doing it so <clears throat> i don't think that counts because that they're quite old um so that's i have no hot takes ah <laughs> oh, dear well i think uh it's time for our uh sheroes and heroes of the week um does uh jen do you want to kick us off Sure. So my hero this week, his name is Captain Tom Moore, and he is a 99-year-old British war veteran, and he has walked about 100 laps of his garden and has raised 17 million pounds, which, you know, I don't know the exact conversion at the moment, but I want to say it's It's around $20 million. um, Yeah, probably more. Yeah, for the NHS, so... Um, just want to give him a shout out. He is so cute. Please look up this story because he is just the cutest little old man doing laps and with his walker and his uniform and raising money for the NHS. So shout out to Captain Tom. You are adorable and you're doing great things. So cute. Sweet. He's so sweet. He's so cute. I love him. Oh. <laughs> My heart is so warm. <laughs> <coughs> oh, man. oh sorry guys i'm like really coughing up a storm here i'm gonna edit out most of my coughs but um (laughs) (laughs) yeah guys yeah for those that you can't hear she's just non-stop yeah sorry i can't i can't help it um kira kira tell us your hot takes it's not my hot take it's my heroes and cheers oh jesus what are we on yeah what's who's your who's your hero what i can't um my heroes and sheroes this week, I decided, were some of my coworkers because, like I said, we had some bombshells drop yesterday with our office check-in, and I think everybody was feeling a little shooken up, so we hopped on our emergency happy hour and just kind of comforted each other, and it was very nice because it made me feel like, it reminded me I have a community out here because it's been a while since we've all seen each other, so it's nice to just keep each other, you know, feeling good, feeling inspired. Hashtag stay hired. Not up to us, but (laughs) it was a nice chat. And then my other one, I'll let Jackie talk about, um, but Michael Che from SNL. Jackie, if you want to take it away. Yeah, Kira sent this to us uh, in the group chat, so I thought I would just uh, bring this up in the pod. But Michael Che, who is a comedian on a it was a comedian on SNL um, <clears throat> announced that he would be paying for paying the rent for all of the 160 apartments in his um, grandmother's NYCHA building. Um, she passed away just this week, I believe. And, you know, look, like NYCHA 
like NYCHA is never doing enough, which is New York City Housing Authority, right? NYCHA is never doing enough for its tenants. And then with all of this going on, they're certainly not doing enough. And there's just a lot of people struggling with rent and, you know, paying paying other bills beyond rent as well. Um, and so this is a really great thing that he's doing. I mean, the New York City public or NYCHA, NYCHA buildings are usually in disarray like on a good day you know they're you know they have systemic issues where like they're dirty elevators never work any kind of maintenance that needs to be done is never done you know they're crowded unfortunately people just live in these really tough situations and so it's been very difficult for residents during you know this pandemic because the buildings are already dirty and they're not really being disinfected and and NYCHA will say that they're doing all these things but it's just not being done and people you know these are people that deal that have you know financial issues normally that are not you know obviously these are not wealthy people and now a lot of these people are in a position where they're losing jobs and they're you know putting their lives at risk because I bet you a lot of them are you know they work uh you know they don't have the option to work from home um so it's just a really difficult situation so I think it's great that he's you know, doing that. And, but, you know, there's still a, not, a lot that needs to be done for, for people that live in, you know, New York City housing. Um, so it's just, you know, it's tough. But And it was just emotional because his grandma as well I know. passing yeah. away is very sad. And yeah, to just think of others at that time is really nice. And obviously, yeah. like, he's from SNL. He's wealthier. But he's not the wealthiest of celebrities, I'm sure, you know. Yeah. So yeah, he's not like a mega mega superstar comedian. Yeah, he's not like, like Will Ferrell. He's not doing like a ton of movies on the side. I don't know how much people on SNL make, but I'm sure it's more than me, but not like a ton in comparison to other Hollywood celebrities. Yeah, so I just uh, I thought that was a really great thing, and I'm thankful for Kira that she shared that, and I'm just really happy. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to to share that. And spread the love. Yeah. Ah, so, everyone, it is time. We've come to that portion of the program where it's time for our retakes. I don't know that I have any of them. I don't. Does I didn't even have listen retakes? to the episode. <clears throat> Cute. Cute. <laughs> Thanks for the support, Kira. Um, <laughs> I, I thought it, it was a so fun I didn't episode. Feel like listening. It was I mean, pretty I, good. I kind of cringed at some of me. I felt like I kind of had a Valley Girl accent at some point. No, points. you didn't. I don't think you did. I felt very like, oh my god. I'm just, it was um, a little hard for me to listen to your verbal attack again on how I eat corn, but like, I'm over it. <laughs> um, and I don't, I, you know, I don't have, I, I also, I don't know, I maybe sounded like a crazy alien person, but I promise I'm not. <laughs> Maybe I am. We can't be too sure. Yeah. A little concerning. Yeah. Well, I also wanted to clarify something. Actually, now that I think about it, with my alien story, I should clarify my UFO encounter that those lights that I saw in the sky were very large and they disappeared after I looked at them for 10 seconds. Like I blinked and they were gone. Like it was like up in the middle of the sky. I don't think I made that clear enough. I was like, I don't think I emphasized how bizarre it was and how I think it's a UFO. But I don't I don't know. I don't know. I'm just saying. It's just a theory. I don't know. I don't know. Hey, I've never <coughs> seen Santa Claus, so Yeah, but he's real, so you don't gotta see to believe. Yeah. True. Uh yeah. Well, I think this was this was like a very nice, tidy one hour episode. I'm so proud of us. It's rare for um, us. We yeah. try guys. We try. <laughs> <I know. laughs> Wow. Well, I think with that, I think we're going to wrap this thing up. Um, thank you, everyone, so much for joining. Um, I hope that you enjoyed this episode. I hope that you can find a little comfort in it yourself. And hopefully it, I don't know if it'll distract you from the current events, but it might bring you a little peace of mind and, and know that sort of we're all in this and things are not going to be easy, but, you know, we have you in our thoughts. And we're just going to be thinking about you and, and wishing everyone the best. Um, and so I think with that, it's time to wrap it up. We look forward to talking to you all next week. But for now, thank you, everyone. And we will talk soon. Bye. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Ciao.